Welcome to the Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. In this episode, I meet Helen Nightingale, Vice President of e-commerce at Draper James. If you haven't heard of Draper James, it's a six-plus-year-old retailer that is actor Reese Witherspoon's retail concept with both stores and a thriving online business. Helen shares insights around the foundations of the business and how they're using SMS texting to drive results. Where we created these custom flows within Attentive, where if you texted the keyword DJ Elf, as in like Draper James, you know, gifting Elf, um, to our short code, you were basically kicked into this flow where we got some information about who you were shopping for for Christmas or holiday gifts, you know, what their interests were, kind of what your price range was. And then from there, you'd be connected via SMS directly with an associate. Let's listen in now. Helen, welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Happy to be connecting with you. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm, I'm excited to uh, to hear your background and learn more about Draper James. And and uh, and we're connecting here because you're going to be on the virtual stage of commerce next. So let's just jump right in. Tell me a bit about yourself and who are you? What do you do? And, and what's your background and, and about Draper James? Yes, I've been with Draper James for about three and a half years. Uh, my background originally is in marketing analytics, so kind of joined the team uh, with the intent of focusing on building out some of the analytics functions and capabilities at Draper James. Uh, my role has kind of very much expanded in the past um, bunch of years, which has been exciting as the company has grown. Uh, so I now kind of oversee um, certainly still analytics, but site merchandising, site operations, and then yes, digital marketing and some of our retention marketing and loyalty efforts as mm. well. Uh, prior to Draper James, I was actually with Nordstrom out at their headquarters in Seattle, uh, working on kind of marketing and analytics and, uh, finance type things. So kind of took the big company best practices and scaled mm. them down. Um, Draper James is Reese Witherspoon's lifestyle brand. Uh, we're primarily DTC uh, digitally native, but do have a handful of brick and mortar stores as well. I've done a lot of work in my past with uh, with celebrity brands and celebrities because I was with uh, called the Shopping Channel, which is like QVC or HSN mm-hmm. in Canada. And my experience has been that um, celebrity brands have a spectrum. At one end of the spectrum, it's really just a name attached to a brand and there's not much engagement. At the other end of the spectrum, it's full engagement. There's a vision, there's big, big a lot of involvement where it looks to me like Reese sits on the farther end of the spectrum getting engaged. But how would you describe um, her role or, or how Draper James goes to market? And a bit about the assortment you carry. What's the vision behind the site? Yeah, I think that her original kind of vision behind starting the brand is really still something that's very core and fundamental to uh, what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. So, uh, you know, about six years ago at this point, seven years ago, uh, she kind of was thinking about fashion, obviously, in her in her life. She experiences uh, tons of different fashion viewpoints, but was realizing that kind of things were either starting in LA and starting to New York and then spreading to the rest of the country. And she really felt like there was an opportunity to bring to market a brand that started with kind of a Southern point of view and then translated mm-hmm. that to a more national scale. So uh, that was kind of the vision and guest still, I think is a pretty good fit for some of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, she, yes, I mean, is, is very involved uh, in terms of design and kind of concepts and inspiration. And then certainly, yes, in our marketing efforts as well. So it's been Mm. great to work with her. 
It's fun to watch the site because she kind of appears every now and then as a, as a model. Like it's a very uh, it's a very fun way, and and it named after her grandparents. I think is that is that yes, the good gen- memory? Yes. Oh yeah. All right. um, exactly. So have have definitely the the authentic heritage viewpoint there. Well, that's great. Uh, such a great actor. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this two starts and one stop idea. So uh, we've you've got a depth of experience in, in e-commerce and retail, and we've all had lots of new experiences in, in the COVID era, and we expect to have more. Give me your idea of two things uh, that uh, the listeners should start doing or you started doing, and then one thing that maybe uh, they might consider stopping doing. Sure. So we have definitely been leaning into uh, SMS really heavily in, uh, certainly in the past year in particular, but really kind of past two plus years, um, as an important channel for us. And yes, this is a little bit of a plug and tie into some of the things I'm talking to, uh, the commerce next folks about, uh, during this event. But, um, you know, we have seen that really be our fastest growing channel. I think the engagement and attention that you're getting, uh, within that platform right now is, you know, really kind of unmatched. So we've seen really fantastic response to that. But I think that kind of what we all kind of need to do now is take that to the next level. I mean, I think that, yes, it's pretty easy and low lift to just kind of send out these batch and blast, um, you know, promotional messages via SMS, but we've started to see a lot of success with focusing on segmentation. Um, segmentation is also a great way to manage your costs, quite frankly, as our list has been really growing. Our list has kind of more than tripled in the past year. So, you know, I think we, we think about that and we think about ability to segment kind of on all sorts of things based on past purchase behavior, based on, um, even keyword responses as people are kind of responding to that, the text that you're sending, if you're sending them in a conversational way. So, um, I, I think that's going to be something we'll continue to really lean into this year and then kind of tied to that, um, in our COVID life, um, obviously we have a a little bit more challenges with our brick and mortar stores than we kind of maybe anticipated. So we've had to really reimagine what omni-channel means for us right now Mm. and kind of how we can use our, our stores as effective tools. Um, and it actually ties into SMS as well. Um, we, we've launched, I should say, we've tackled the omni-channel question in really several ways in the past year, kind of further leaned into, um, using store inventory to fulfill online orders. And one of the things that's been an interesting surprise of that is, you know, we do sometimes have aged inventory at the stores that, you know, will appear when stores are having tent sales or things like that. But by making that inventory available online, we actually were able to move through it pretty effectively as customers kind of stumble across things that they hadn't seen in a while or like felt fresh to them. So Mm. that, yeah, has been, ended up being, uh, fulfilling from stores has ended up being a really significant portion of the business more so than we would have anticipated in the past year. Um, Right let but me then, let me ask you a couple of quick yeah. follow up questions on on that. So when you say your SMS list tripled, there's obviously people are are home more, but is that a campaign? Like how did you triple that? Some of it might have been, in other words, organic, but it, my sense is you would you would have had to do something to to get those gains. Any advice around that for for the retailers listening? Yes, I think there are some good teaser opportunities that um, can be leveraged. I do have to say most of ours is just kind of the organic growth of people coming to the site and kind of seeing the the typical opt-in prompt. But at the same time, there's also some really fun campaigns um, that you can run around encouraging people via like an Instagram story swipe up to mm. 
um, enroll in SMS and then get kind of first access to something. So, uh, you know, this is something we've done where, you know, we'll say we have a new, for example, like a new collection or a new like collaboration coming tomorrow night. But if you want to like get early access to it and kind of be the first to know, you can swipe up to learn about it here. And then, you know, kind of fills you in through all the, the legal prompts and enrollment process for SMS. So is, is it your feeling or experience that the SMS drives a more urgency, more call to action because of it's, it's just, it's a different medium than an email or other things. Is it, I see, it sounds like you're connecting all parts like social media into, into SMS is almost, it's both relationship and direct response in some ways for you. Yes, definitely. And I think that the fact that we know that obviously there's a lot of similarities in terms of like a mobile first customer who's mm. engaging with us on organic social certainly is also going to be the kind of customer who's on their phone and maybe more receptive to receiving marketing directly on their phone as well. Right. And I guess it gets like a bit of a hands up. If you're going to sign up for SMS, you're obviously engaged in that channel, right? So yes, yeah, right, love right, that right, hand yeah. raiser bias for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I know that, um, there's kind of benchmarks around this, but, uh, it's a little hard to gauge just because of the technology exact open rate mm. of SMS, but Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we believe that it's north of 80%, which, right. um, you know, obviously anyone would dream of having an email, yeah. like massive email campaign rate yeah. nearly that high. So it's, and, it's and very high effective. and pretty dependable delivery rates too. Right. I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, an email, of course you, you, you don't always know your, what your delivery rate actual delivered in the box rate is. So it, it, that's another advantage for sure of SMS. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although I have to be honest, we have pretty good delivery rates on email too. Thankfully. Perfect. So all right. Yeah. <laughs> Tick both boxes. Wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. Pivoting kind of to this omnichannel component. Sorry for mm-hmm. kind of leaping ahead there. Um, <laughs> so as I mentioned, omnichannel fulfillment has gotten to be a really big part of the business. But so, mm. you know, that's kind of a almost our store staff there is filling the role of fulfillment associates, right? They're kind of writing these lovely handwritten notes and packaging things up and mm-hmm. sending them all across the country. So mm-hmm. that's been an interesting kind of way that we can leverage them. But I think a, a more fun and kind of customer facing way has been through some of these direct communication opportunities and actually through SMS as well. So we um, piloted this program in Um, around the holiday season through kind of our integrations with Attentive and then Zendesk as well as uh, as kind of like a customer care ticket system where we created these custom flows within Attentive where if you texted the keyword DJ Elf as in like Draper James, you know, gifting Elf um, to our short code, you were basically kicked into this flow where we got some information about who you were shopping for for Christmas or holiday gifts you know, what their interests were, kind of what your price range was. And then from there, you'd be connected via SMS directly with an associate in our Mm -hmm. store who could kind of say, I put together this curated like gift set for you or like, you know, text you pictures or answer your fit questions, things like that. And again, in times when foot traffic um, due to pandemic reasons might be kind of extra challenging in brick and mortar, it's a great way for the store associates to still kind of get this direct connection with the customer. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Two, two great things, two great uh, buckets of advice, so to speak. What, uh, what about the one stop? What do you think there? So I'm feeling concerned heading into 2021 about reliance on paid social and Instagram and Facebook kind of in particular. Uh, So a goal that we are setting for ourselves is to kind of stop our 
reliance um, as like, you know, obviously it's fantastic that that's connected us with so many customers. um, But we want to make sure that we're reaching customers in kind of other ways and new ways as we look to diversify this year. All right. That's a good one. So uh, you're on the Commerce Next virtual stage coming up. What are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about SMS, my <laughs> favorite fastest growing channel. And Lots more talking, to say about it, Dave. Lots more to yes, say about it. Yeah. Um, more details about some of the segmentation strategies we've been able to leverage to improve engagement and conversion in that channel. Well, fantastic. Well, uh, listen, it was great to get to know the brand. I was surprised when you said it was uh, you'd been there three and a half years and it was a six-year-old brand. Uh, it was kind of new to me, actually. Of course, I'm in I'm in Toronto, Canada, so maybe it, uh, it it's a bit off the radar screen. But it's great to learn about you, and and great introduction to uh, to Draper James. So thank you so much for joining me on the Voice of Retail, and and I'll be uh, I'll be watching, looking forward to hearing the rest of the story on SMS coming up coming up soon. Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. And don't worry, we are working on improving our international shipping opportunities, so you'll be able to get some Draper James um, in Toronto before you know it. I'm sure. All the way. That's 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 coming far north. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Helen. Thanks for joining me. Thanks. So nice to meet you. Today's podcast is part of an ongoing series of Commerce Next episodes that will feature some of the fantastic speakers taking the virtual stage January 27th and February 3rd with snapshot insights into how they dealt with online e-commerce in the first year of the COVID era and lessons learned for the future. You can learn more and register for Commerce Next at commercenext.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Voice of Retail. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the latest episodes, industry news, and insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review as it really helps us grow so that we continue to get amazing guests onto the show. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc. And if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn. Visit my website at meleblanc.co. Until next time, stay safe and have a great week.